Hello and welcome to today's episode of the Care Inspectorate's podcast on meaningful connection. My name is Barbara Lawson and I'm joined today by Dr Adele Roddy and in this episode we're going to be talking about meaningful connection and some of the resources and hints and tips that can be used for people um, to facilitate connection with people and looking at it from a kind of dementia focus as well. So Adele, thank you very much for joining me today on the podcast. Thanks so much, Barbara. Delighted to be here. Yeah, and you've dedicated really the latter part, you know, 10, 15 plus years to meaningful connection and just facilitating, um, you know, connection for people, particularly in care homes. What's made you so passionate about that? Um, so my background is nursing. Um, so I worked um, as a nurse both in uh, care of the older person in an acute hospital and also in care homes. Um, I went from that to do some research uh, here in Scotland uh, with the My Home Life uh, social movement and really was uh, as part of My Home Life, which has a really particular focus on relationship centred approaches to care um, that I really became even more curious about what helps connection. And um, through involvement in my home life, I've gotten to spend uh, quite a significant amount of time in care homes in Scotland and really uh, recognising and learning from the, the skill and the really beautiful practices of care home staff, noticing how they uh, facilitate connection with residents and noticing really about that idea of um, how much that happens in the moment and how much it can change from one person to the other and the skill needed for staff to really tune in to what connection means for each person. So I suppose my fascination is with what enables connection and um, how people even learn or how people develop that skill or that practice of um, enhancing connection, particularly for me uh, with people maybe in the later stages of dementia. Yep, definitely. And I think you're currently a My Home Life facilitator, but also a visiting lecturer with Robert Gordon University. How does, you know, the kind of My Home Life um, facilitation, um, you know, what are some of the things that might help people, um, you know, in some of these, the tools and the resources that you have? Um, so within My Home Life, we are working with three frameworks, one of which I mentioned, which is relationship centre practice. Um, we also work with appreciative inquiry and caring conversations. And appreciative inquiry really is um, how we go about our work in My Home Life. And within appreciative inquiry is the understanding that within every system, within every organisation, within every relationship, something is working well. So we have a particular curiosity to find out about what that is and through the learning from that and um, to just deepen our understanding about what people uh, value and care about. So it's not to ignore maybe where there are some concerns or issues, but it's understanding that actually if we really want to find out about what it is within those situations that people care about and value, that that actually can help us create the way forward together. So yeah. within that understanding, I suppose any project that I've been involved in, which has been working alongside care home staff, residents and relatives to explore connection, it is really with an eye to 
really trying to deepen our understanding of, as I was saying earlier, the learning of what's currently happening well and um, helping that to happen more of the time. So working with what's happening in the present in order to kind of imagine what we might like going forward. So within my home life, there is really that emphasis um, on valuing every relationship. Um, so really being curious about relationships between staff, residents and those who visit care homes. Yeah, and that really resonates with the um, the kind of methodology and the findings of our project, you know, the Meaningful mm -hmm. Connection project. You know, we've looked at the importance of, you know, valuing family carers and that inclusion and um, looking at staff relationships, that reciprocity of communication between staff, what they can mm -hmm. bring and enhance lives and that, you know, that every relationship does matter. So can you think of any, um, is there any kind of wee stories or something that might spring to mind where, you know, using, you know, one of these tools has made a real difference to somebody's life? I think what springs to mind straight off is um, really important learning I've gained from working alongside um, an organisation called Hearts and Minds and in particular Susie Ferguson. And um, this organisation and Susie use an approach called therapeutic clowning. And within that approach, um, what I've learned is you mentioned there about reciprocity and I've learned about really the importance of creating opportunities for people who are in care homes, for people even the, in the later stages of dementia, for them to be the ones who are um, helping to solve problems, who are um, actually hearing how, how they're contributing and how they're um, presence is valued. So for example, I was in a, a care home last week and um, I was going, actually going to be going out that night. So I brought two different shades of um, pink uh, nail varnish with me. And I asked one of the residents for her advice in picking the nail varnish. So she suggested I put the nail varnish on so that she could see a sample of each. And then she decided that one of the colours, which was very bright, poppy pink, was too young for me and mm. that I was better to go with the dusty pink colour, which actually, yeah, I really, which, uh, whose advice I really valued. And um, so I suppose it's that idea just of creating opportunities um, for people um, to be in it together. Um, I know there's um, another example where even this idea of sitting alongside someone who maybe um, is quite frail and maybe is nonverbal, but sitting alongside them and just tuning my breath into their breath um, and just actually in that moment trying to connect with that person, but then actually thanking them for the opportunity to sit and to rest beside them, even if that's just for two or three minutes. So some of those ideas are available in a couple of resources that um, can be accessed for free through the My Home Life charity website. So there's one called A Place in the Fun, and that's where uh, we did a project where we were looking at the therapeutic clowning approach and trying to think how could elements of that approach maybe be relevant to the practice of care home staff. And again, really starting from that position that care home staff are doing so much of this already, 
but this resource is just almost like given given a little bit of extra permission to maybe try something a little bit different um, a little bit outside the box. And the other resource is called Lingo of Connection. And again, it's that resource is actually focusing on um, connection that goes beyond words. So the, the nonverbal lingo of connection. Um, so they're just a, a couple of resources that are available to kind of tune into maybe slightly different ways that we might think about going about connection. Yeah, that's lovely. And what I'm really, um, you know, hearing is about recognising, you know, opportunities that are actually already there, but mm -hmm. about and about being present, you know, with people, um, not seeing things as a task, but seeing things as an opportunity to just connect just by being someone. And I really, you know, these are things that, you know, anyone can really do. Um, I'm particularly sitting beside someone and just kind of linking in your breath and being present present with them um, and there's so many different ways that we can do that um, and I think you know music as well you know the uh, some people have used namaste therapies the touch mm -hmm. the you know hand rubs um, smells and different sensory things can really help stimulate memory and help people to connect and I suppose that's something that you know family carers could do um, when they're in visiting as well these kind of hints and tips you know staff could share them with families to try and enhance that visiting experience for them as well. No, exactly. And I, yes, I have a, a story about that where um, a project that I was involved in last year called Rights Made Real, um, we actually did offer Namaste care training for staff and um, One Care Home in particular, they've been just amazing in terms of how they brought that forward. But um, they shared a story where there was a relative who was sharing that basically she was kind of finding it difficult to think of ways of spending time with her mother when they were in the care home. And so the staff member said, had they been on the Namaste care training and that they had an idea, would, would this lady be up for trying it out? So they set up a room um, with just some, some nice lighting and that some nice music that they knew the lady liked on in the background that the resident liked. And then they had a basin with uh, warm water and bubbles. And so the staff member suggested to the daughter of the resident that she um, might like to wash her mother's hands. So the daughter spent a few minutes with her mother washing her hands. And after a few moments, then the lady, uh, the resident turned around and started washing her daughter's hands. And so they had quite a significant moment together which uh, for the daughter was was a new aspect to spending time with her mother. They didn't rely on words, um, but that it could just be in the moment together. Um, so, yeah, absolutely. I think that um, all of these types of connection are, are, are possible for, for both staff and, and family members. Yeah, and I think, you know, that is really, really powerful and I'm feeling the emotion of that, just even mm -hmm. hearing you tell that story. And I think that links really well with the kind of the um, two new health and social care standards that we have about families being involved in people's care if that's what they want. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and, and particularly I'm thinking about people, you know, as their dementia advances and, you know, they might be presenting in different ways or families mm -hmm. can be 
you know, feeling kind of maybe frightened or apprehensive about touching or being involved in things. And um, so, you know, just a simple thing like that about washing someone's hand or brushing their mm. hair, um, you know, or, you know, helping, you know, just in small, small ways can really facilitate that connection. So that's really powerful. Thank you for sharing that. And I, I think, yes, I think as well, the work we've done in that Rights Made Real project is working with uh, family members as well, exploring the therapeutic aspects of the th therapeutic planning approach um, with families and um, in full recognition of um, the range of emotions that can accompany both someone moving to a care home and um, being a relative of someone with dementia. So recognising that emotion and still holding on to the possibility the connection is possible. And knowing that we need to maybe have a, a re-look at how we understand connection, so connection beyond conversation. And so the work that we were doing with family members and the therapeutic planning approach was really trying to, to hear and honour their experience and also work with what they think might be possible going forward. And, and so there was moments where people shared, family members shared that it was just almost that kind of idea of being up for pausing and rather than rushing in uh, with lots of questions to just pause and notice what the person with the dementia was interested in and following their lead in terms of what they were curious about. So it was a really important connection that kind of uncovered this understanding, I suppose, of um, maybe reshaping our expectations or even trying to hold maybe more lightly to what we expect connection might look like. And so being open to being surprised and being open to connection looking different than it has in the past, but that something is still possible. Yeah, no, I think that's really true, particularly for people, you know, living with dementia. It's, you know, it can be such a long journey for some people, mm -hmm. such mm -hmm. a long trajectory that people do change and people might recognise things or be able to say certain words or notice things at, on one visit, but things can obviously progress. So I think having that you know, helping people to recognise these opportunities and looking for those moments for connection, you know, can really help to, you know, to foster that sense of connection for people. Mm. And and um, I actually remember one more story, Barbara, I think you'll be familiar with the story. It's a project we were involved in together where a staff member shared um, that there was a resident who had connections with the Outer Hebrides and but it was definitely not going to be possible for this lady to go back to the house or Hebrides um, because of her dementia. And so um, the staff member actually went on honeymoon there. And while she was on honeymoon, she thought of the resident and she decided to record the sea, uh, the waves um, of the sea. And she brought it back to this resident who was generally nonverbal. And she played the sound of the sea with the lady. And the lady looked up and tears came in her eyes and she said the word home and i just love that story because i think it really speaks to the idea of creative thinking and um, when maybe some things are no longer possible but we can still use what we know uh, a person cares about and values to maybe come up 
with something that can be the route into connection. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, just almost taken back to that moment and, you know, hearing that again, it really does, you know, it, it's just a, such a powerful memory. Mm-hmm. Um, and what would you maybe say to people that have not maybe used any of the tools? I know um, you know we you develop different tools, and we'll make I'll let you the link will be available mm-hmm. um, for people for these different things that you've highlighted. But what you know as a kind of finishing kind of final statement or um, bit of advice mm-hmm. for people if they've not maybe used mm-hmm. the tools? What you know? What how would you encourage people to to have a go? No, thanks, Barbara. Yeah. And I suppose, first of all, just to say that all these tools have been co-created alongside staff and residents. Um, so they really can't emphasise enough. They really do want to recognise um, the existing skill, the existing beautiful practices and just offer other other possibilities, other potentials. Um, and saying that, that definitely I completely recognise for myself as well that it does take courage and a certain amount of confidence to give something you a go. So what we maybe suggest is that if people have a look at the resources and if there one is one that kind of does grab your interest and you're curious about, think about who could you try this out with where you think where you would feel safe. So maybe it's bringing a buddy along with you to do it. Maybe it's trying it out with a resident who you have a particular relationship with, who you know they'd be up for giving something a go as well. So really going in gently, um, seeking support from those around you and um, knowing as well, I suppose, that this isn't about perfection and this isn't about getting it right, but this is about the desire for connection is there to kind of hold lightly to any particular expected outcome. You just don't know what would happen. Um, I think care home staff would say this day in, day out, that you start one activity or you start one story or one conversation and it leads somewhere else. And that in itself is, is just really, really powerful. So yeah, just ha- holding lightly to any expected outcome and just seeing where, where it goes. Um, yeah, definitely. So I think it's been really good having you on today's episode and thank you for taking the time out. I know you're very busy, but I think, you know, people will really have benefited from hearing about these resources, but also hearing about how powerful you know, these small moments of connection, you know, being present, recognising and, you know, just having that courage to, I suppose, um, you know, being present with your own emotion. You know, I'm feeling mm-hmm. emotional yes. at the end of this yes. <laughs> this episode, um, you know, thinking about just, you know, these moments, of these memories that we're creating, you know, for family carers, but also that people, you know, whether they have dementia or not, are really able to connect in a meaningful way mm-hmm. uh, and the difference that can make, you know. So thank you so much for coming on. And as we said, all these... Um, links will be made available so thank you Adele thanks Barbara take care